Well, hi there. This is another episode of Film Streak, and my name is Rob. And uh, with this episode, I have a, a kind of a special guest, actually a very special guest. And um, you know, there's there's a lot of I, I'm sure people call you a lot of different names over over the years, but uh, I call him Dad most of all. Now you cannot call him Dad because he's not your dad; he's my dad. But you can call him Al. So uh, say hello, Al, Dad, Al. Hello, son. <laughs> All right, so uh, you know this is a, a different type of episode than uh, things I've done in the past or the way I've done it. And the big difference is that I'm not just talking about movies that I've seen or I haven't seen. I'm talking about movies that either he hasn't seen or I haven't seen. So we're doing a little bit of a trade. This is kind of a new wrinkle for Film Streak, and I hope this is interesting. Now and it will be. Yeah. I, oh, it will be. <laughs> um, but a little bit of context here. So, you know, yeah, this is my dad and he's game. He's down. You're down? I'm down. All right. So that's always, that's always good. You always like to have that at your back. But there's more to it than that. You know, a few years ago, several years ago, I guess, I kind of had a, a wild hair about I want to make some films. I want to try and do something different, something creative. And, you know, if I really think it through and boil it down, the inspiration for that comes from, well, it comes from you. <laughs> no, uh, so, you know, you may not know this if you're listening, but my dad wrote and self-published a book in 2011. And, it, you know, it came out of different things, different circumstances in life and, and things that were happening. And it was a way for him to, you know what, I'm going to let you talk about it. Thank you, son. <laughs> Actually, the, the book that I wrote was, as my son stated, was uh, self-published, self-written. My son did help me with quite a bit of this uh, during the whole process. Uh, the situation was that I was losing my dad at the time. Uh, and it just, I didn't know how to express myself or how to deal with the situation. Uh, my dad and I, we have uh, some things in common, baseball being one, uh, movies being another. Uh, so I took one of those two and used the baseball as the background to it. And then one thing led me to another. I wound up writing uh, a book called Legacy of the Father. Uh, it was very easy to maneuver through uh, the process, uh, of course, with the aid of uh, my son. And that's how the book came about, as I was going through uh, the process of losing my dad. And, and I surprised myself, which I'm very pleased with. And I've had somewhat of a similar experience with my son in his projects. As I left, as I retired, I told myself, I want to do something completely different. Well, here I am again, doing something completely <laughs> different that, that has been, that is completely opposite of the life that I lived up to this point. And I, I want to thank uh, 
the guy across the table from me, yeah. my son, <laughs> for letting me be involved in, in this project. So we're going to go forward with this and let's see how far it takes us. So, yes, that book, the project, it was very inspirational. It was very motivational. And not just because, oh, well, you went and did it, but because it, it just showed that it was possible. And whether it was writing a book or you know, uh, writing a, a short film or, or any other number of creative things, like that's, that's my wheelhouse. That's, that's, that's the industry that I work in, the creative field. And so to me, it kind of showed me, oh, there's more to doing creative work than just what I was already familiar with. You know, I could do something that was, even for me, outside of my realm. And so, you know, all that is to say that our work, like you and me and, and some friends of ours putting uh, short films together and learning, like learning, uh, learning how to shoot things, learning how to write things and, and edit and arrange and produce, you know, a location and cast and all that, that was actually really... Um, it was a fun experience, but it was also informative. Like it really taught me a lot. And so for me, it was more about using my love of film and, and I think our, our shared kind of appreciation for film and stories and, and, and that kind of thing and contributing in our own tiny little way to it. And so I, I think this, it, at least for me, it's another way to do that. It, you know, I'm not, we're not making a film here, but we're talking about films and maybe what they mean to us and what we appreciate about them. And so, you know, with that in mind, like that's just kind of a little bit of the, of the foundation of our own, our experience, but also what it might mean to how we talk about these films. You know, it's, it's a way to say, like, we understand. We don't know everything, but we know a little bit about what we're talking about. Correct. The one thing before we go on, I want to mention that one of the afterthoughts of actually writing the book was I want for people that actually do read the book or like myself, no, no writing skill, no training, all of that, uh, just something straight from, from the heart, straight from the emotion, to write something and then put it in text, put it to where people can obtain it. But I also want the other purpose was it behind for my grandchildren. You know, there there is always something to accomplish. There's always something that can fulfill you as an individual. For in my case, I did something I never thought I would ever capable of doing. I wrote a book and I want my I would love for my grandchildren to always assess themselves, evaluate themselves, and say, hey, I can do this. And even though it's, I'm not trained for it, but I can do this. I just need to find uh, the motivation behind it. And in this case, uh, I had to lose my dad. But once that was done, then with my son and, and, and another individual, we did a little short film. So once again, I'm learning something new. It was interesting, very interesting. Uh, a, a whole new appreciation for filmmaking. Uh, 
But once again, my son allowed me to learn something new. And that's another story. You, you're always able to obtain something new in life. And I don't think you should ban, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You should not keep yourself from trying something new. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and that's that's why I take away from it. I mean, the whole experience, doing that, the book, you know, even doing this and, and some other you know, some other ideas for projects that I've got in mind. Um, I have to remind myself that it's possible. You just have to want it. You have to want it bad enough. And you, you, yeah, you may not know like the skills or, or techniques or, or even the tools or whatever, but you can always learn that. But you can't learn to want to do something. You just have to feel that. Correct. So, um, so look, I, I, I hope this is at least somewhat mildly motivating that if you want to do something, you know what, if you, if you feel like we're not doing this podcast the right way, you can do your own because that's what absolutely. I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I like that people talk about movies and, and enjoy movies and celebrate movies. But, you know, part of my thinking with this was I wanted to watch something new. And I wanted to see things that uh, were not familiar and maybe kind of outside the box and maybe challenge myself. And so that's the whole idea with Film Streak. And that's largely uh, what we've done so far. So um, uh, just in terms of films, right, if you give me an idea like for you, like I don't even know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask, what would be like the first memory or, or film that stuck with you that I mean, whether it's a, a visual or a story or whatever the, the very first film that I that I can recall to any great length would be the movie Shane uh, the western obviously it, I'm from that time period where westerns were popular John Wayne Randolph Scott uh, I would say that's the first one yeah uh, but I've always had an interest to uh, see the world. Mm. And to this date, I still have that same drive or the same desire. So films gave me that. Okay. Uh, the old Godzilla movies, the guy in the out in the suits, um, the old Sinbad movies, mm. Zorro, mm -hmm. uh, and some TV shows uh, that I have some memory of. So television and movies... Movies in the bigger scale right. gave me the chance to see uh, South Pacific, Oklahoma, the musical, mm -hmm. uh, just a few at the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, so it, it gave me, so, it, took, it took care of my need, my drive to see the world. So like a glimpse of another lifestyle or another part of the world. Yeah, growing up in, in a... Uh, we had a wonderful childhood. Uh, everybody knew everybody in the neighborhood, uh, the parents, the, you know, and so forth. And I knew there was a greater world out there, yeah. thanks to the media, uh, right. television. Uh, we knew there was a New York City and so on and so forth. So I wanted to see all that. And since I was not able to see that, you know, I'm a kid. Yeah. But movies allowed me to right. see that. Okay. Now, and sometimes it were war movies, or sometimes it were a scary movie, or right. but it gave me, it was feeding me. Yeah. yeah. And Shane being the first, because of a lot of it had to do with the uh, my love for the West, okay, uh, the scenery, right. uh, the mountains. And to this day, I still would love to see Monument Valley. 
So a lot of that is still lingering. Okay. And it will always it will always be there and I'm not here. Well, that's that's one that is on the list here that that I do want to get to one day. And so maybe look, maybe that's one we'll talk about in the future. Um so you know, just so we kind of understand uh what the difference is here, um normally I'll just watch a handful of films and just talk about them and kind of give some thoughts and whether, you know, I recommend anybody see it or don't see it. Um, but this, we did a little bit different. So I gave you I gave you a list of what, like 20, 30 films, something like that. Something like that. And then you gave me a list of your top 20, 30 favorite films. And we just traded, you know. I looked at the list and I said, oh, well, here's a film I haven't seen. That is actually was on the list here for me to watch at some point. And same for you, right? right? You just picked one that you hadn't seen. So, you know, I figured, well, that's a good way for it to still kind of tackle the objective here is like, let's let's see something new. But also one of us is at least familiar with. Right. Uh what do you what do you uh what do you say? We wanna do your yours first or you wanna do mine first? Uh let's let's go with yours first. Yeah? Yeah. We'll do that? Okay. Yeah. So we'll do this. We'll do, um, we're picking up where we left off in the last episode, 161. This is Chef. <laughs> wow, I'm feeling good, man. Let me say this. This is madness, huh? <laughs> this carne asada, check it out. Wow. Chef Big Dog up all night cooking. Shut up and taste this, some amuse douche. Come here, guy. Look at that. You like it? Yeah. We're going to cook like this. We're being reviewed by the most important critic in the city. Now suddenly you're gonna be an artist. Well, be an artist on your own time. It's my restaurant. The kitchen is my domain. That was our deal. The deal has now changed. Either you stay or you go. Do you threaten to fire me now? No, I'm telling you what I'm prepared to do if you don't cook my menu. It's up, it's up, the review's out. His dramatic weight gain can only be explained by the fact that he must be eating all the food sent back to the kitchen. Do you like what they wrote about you? I don't like it either. Who cares? I do, because I could have done better. I should have cooked food that I was going to cook. There are chefs that cook food that they believe in, and people will try because they're open to a new experience, and they'll end up liking it. Hey, 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 what are you doing? This don't guy. do it. What are, you, what are you writing? Chef, don't. That's not a good Actually, idea. Just listen. I won't send it until we all say it's okay. Why don't you come by again tonight? I got a whole new menu just for you, asshole. Oh, no, no. That's man, not good. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Don't do it. It's out there now, so happens. Why would you do you that? You can't take that back. Dad, did you post anything since last night? You gotta be kidding me. Wow. You realize how many people have read this? You're trending, bro. You're never going to be happy cooking for someone else. Food truck's a great idea. We're talking about a white-on-white, 88 Chevy Grumman food truck supplying canvas for your dreams. I'm gonna have him pull it around. Thank you. Don't thank me till you see it. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna laugh. Tony, Carl's got a taco truck. For real? <laughs> I was so jealous when I heard your voice. I was like, that's what I want to do. I get to touch people's lives with what I do, and I love it. And I want to share this with you. 
Dude, I'm putting a little cornstarch on my huevos, man. It's too humid down here. Dad, wake up. Tom's putting cornstarch on his balls. Want some? It's like baby powder. It's nice, right? Nice. This film was written and directed by John Favreau, who, you know, my kind of history with, let's say, just him as a filmmaker or as a, even as an actor is, you know, it goes all the way back to Swingers from, what was that, 1995, 96, I think. And for me, that was a film that at that point in time, like the age I was, like that, it just hit right at the right moment. Like, I was a little bit younger than the characters in the film, but... And I didn't live in Los Angeles and Hollywood or whatever, but it just connected on some level. There's just like a a generational thing or something. I don't know. Um, and so I've always kind of followed his films ever since then. Like he he did Elf, which is like become a classic Christmas movie. I'm not aware of that. He did the first two Iron Man movies, which really kicked off everything that is in theaters now with Marvel. Which I did not know that either. Right. Um, and he's done some other films. From my recollection, like when this came out in 2014, the year before, or maybe a couple years before, he did a film called uh, Cowboys, Cowboys and Aliens or Cowboys versus Aliens, a title that should have been better, I think. But also the film didn't do so well. So this, my memory of it, and I think it's, it's a little bit of maybe like Hollywood legend or, or whatever, is that this was his pushback on that. It's like, hey, I made a big budget film, didn't really work out, not like Iron Man and some of these others, so I'm going to scale it way down. I'm going back to basics, going back to the roots. Do it small, do it simple, do it easy, do it fast, and just have fun. And so, you know, for me, that's one of the things that I really took away, like, not even watching the film with that in mind, I think it just comes across is that it's a story about a man who's got success in his past right. and for one reason or another has kind of gotten stuck. You know, it's, I mean, it's in the dialogue, it's in the story is he got stuck in a creative rut. He's, you know, he's kind of run out of gas. And so he, through circumstances, ends up taking a whole different track in life. And doing exactly the thing that he wants to do, following his passion or his dream or whatever. And so that I really identified with, at least in terms of working in a creative field. It's easy to get kind of burnt out or to run out of ideas and want to start over or start something new. I, I would, I agree with a lot of that. Uh, uh, the movie itself, I found it to be very easy. Very oh, yeah. friendly. Yeah. But also what I saw is the fact that it's, to me, was all the characters around him were like him. Yeah. They were all skilled, mm -hmm. but they, like stated, they were in here and mm -hmm. I can't get out of this box. Yeah. But yeah. there's more to me. Right. Than this box. Yeah. So how do I move on from this box? So let me, let me... Maybe let's backtrack a little bit. So if you haven't seen Chef, which you hadn't, but right. the premise of it is actually is actually fairly simple. I mean, like you said, it, and and I think that doesn't betray the quality of it. It's not like, oh, it's a simple movie, so it's probably not that great. I think the magic here is that, 
this premise of a chef, Carl Casper, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. He's a chef who works for the restaurant. He's had like some acclaim and, you know, people kind of celebrate him when he kind of became a big deal. And then for 10 years, he works at the same restaurant, cooking the same exact food, really not going anywhere, and yet wanting to, wanting to try different things, wanting to push the envelope or experiment with his menu and, and you know, his creations. And his boss, the owner of the restaurant, Dustin Hoffman, wow, he kind of <laughs> kind of turns it on. Yeah, I, I was surprised when I saw him in the, in the movie. You know, he he like reins him in, says, "Nope, you're not playing around. This is my restaurant. You do what I say." And he kind of walks out of the whole situation and finds himself at a dead end in a way. And so he takes it. Uh, he takes some time, I guess, to I don't know, regroup and starts a business with a food truck. Correct. But I don't, I don't know if he took some time. I think he was given some time. Well, well right. But I think, <laughs> you know, there's that because it's like if you think about, um, you know, anybody, if you lose a job or you leave right. a job, there's that moment where you're like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Right. I don't know how I'm going to survive. And he does kind of push back on the idea of like a taco truck you know, as they call it in the film, it's like, I, you know, no, that's not, that's not, I'm a chef. I cook at a right. restaurant, but it, through a little bit of, you know, the, the persuasion, yeah, persuasion and, and so on. He does start a taco, a taco truck, a food truck. And, you know, I, I think that's part of the, the, the key to this is taco trucks. I keep saying taco trucks, food trucks, food trucks. They are a thing. There are some food trucks that sell tacos. Yes. <laughs> Good ones at that, too. <laughs> but food trucks are a thing now, which they they weren't in the past. So now, you know, him finding a way to create the food that he wants, cook the menu that he wants, you know, do it the way he wants. He's able to find a new type of success, a more rewarding success. And as simple as that might sound like, oh, he kind of, you know, lost out on a big thing. Now he has to start from scratch and build his way back up again. There are other things on top of this that I think make it more entertaining, but also more meaningful. You know, this story is not just about one guy and his career. It's about him as a father. Absolutely. And about him as a friend. Yeah. And, and, and even as an ex-husband and how you navigate all of that when your career is in crisis and the demands of the job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, trying to, well, he, he, like you said, he was 10 years, same menu. Right. I'm, I got to move on. I, I yeah. Eventually I wanted up with food truck. Yeah. But he was able to do what he wanted to do. Right. Which is in many cases, I think all of us want that. Yeah. To be able to exercise in this case, creative skills. Yeah. Or Whatever it may be. I mean, yeah, no matter what your line of work is or your industry or whatever, there is always going to be a point, I think, where you're going to want that kind of freedom, right? that liberty. You know, whether, you, whether you're a plumber. Oh, you have or a say-so. Yeah. Yeah, your voice counts. Yeah. 
And and so here, uh, that's where I think the magic of this film is. It seems pretty simple, but there's a lot like built into it, like baked into it. You know. Well, you have uh, like the uh, some of the characters in the in the in the in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dustin Hoffman's there, the boss. I did not expect to see him in there. Right. And that's an established name. Right. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was in it, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Johansson was in Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Scarlett Johansson. I said, okay. So I'm then uh, John, what's his name? John Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. Yeah. I've seen all these people. Yeah. I said, this is a good cast. Yeah. And they all have good timing. Yeah. And it was e- when I say it was easy, it was easy to watch without having to overthink. Yeah. And, and in some cases, it was predictable. Sure. Yeah. Which I knew there was going to be a moment with the boss. Yeah. Obviously, there was going to be a moment with Johansson. Right. Uh, and, and so forth. Yeah. But when? Yeah. When is it going to happen? And the yeah. timing of each of these events, like with the sun, uh-huh. was, I'd say, it's spot on. Yeah. I mean, it, that's the thing that uh, I, the first time I watched it, like I saw this in the theater when it came out, and I think the film just has such a light touch. Like, it's not, overly dramatic right it's not even necessarily overly comedic i mean there are some moments like some scenes where you're like oh clearly this is a funny scene it's built for that otherwise i mean it's i think it's played very natural like it feels like it it almost feels there are parts of the movie that feel like did they script this like it almost feels like they're kind of like improvising it like just freestyling it and this is just what or like Almost like a documentary. It's like, this is just how these people are. Like when they're in the truck and when they're cooking and they're in there moving around and the the kids in there and, you know, all that is just like, it's moving so fast and so naturally. Like, I I don't feel like they scripted this part, you know? And I think um, there are a lot of interesting parts in the movie, like scenes and, and moments that they mean so much to me. And... It, just because of what it's trying to say, like the thematic point that it's trying to you get across. Um, you know, the I, I'll go through a couple of them, just, you know, see if that rings a bell or anything. But, you know, the that first, I say the first, but the confrontation, there's two of them, two confrontations that he has with Dustin Hoffman with his boss about the menu. Like, why are we cooking the same thing? And then the second time it's like, uh, I have a whole new thing. And he shuts him down. He's like, nope, you're cooking the same thing. People come here, play the hits, remember? Right. And I, I, I feel like I've like had those moments and to, to different degrees. But that feeling of like, why aren't we doing something different? Why are we doing something better? Just because this worked before, that doesn't mean there aren't other things that also work. Right. That can be successful. And when you hit that resistance of like, no, don't do anything new. Don't try. Don't oh, experiment. Well, you even told him that you, I pay you. I pay your staff. Yeah. That's my food. Right. And, and I don't remember all of it. But he, he, he ran into a roadblock and it's like you just you just got basically, you, you can't go nowhere no more ever. Right. So either, you, either you move on on your own. Yeah. Or you're going to have to move on. Yeah. And I, I think that's a moment that, I mean, 
If I, think, you, I think everybody runs into that. I was going to say, point. if you have a job, it doesn't matter what your job is, yeah. you've had that moment. Absolutely. Regardless of your field, yeah. or your skill set, or, right. or whatever your career is, you do run into that particular right. moment. Oh, absolutely. And so, you know, that's that's one end of the spectrum that he catches it on, the, the stress and the, the, the hassle of the job. But the other end is when the critic comes into the picture, the food critic. And, you know, to me, it, it, there's a moment that, rem- have you ever seen Ratatouille? The, no. the Pixar movie? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, that's, there's a moment in that film. Actually, a lot of the film is about it, but it's about a restaurant and the rat that cooks the food and whatever. And it, it's a Pixar movie. It's animated. Uh, okay. It's not a real rat. <laughs> okay. But the idea is that, it's all leading up to this thing at the end of the film where can we make food and dishes or a menu that is good enough to, to pass muster with a film, a uh, film, a food critic. Like, does it, does it ring the same? Does it, you know, have that quality or, or whatever. And then there's a whole part where it goes into what does it mean to be a critic? You know, like it, it's kind of deep for a Pixar movie. Like, I'm sure that whole part of the movie just goes right over, like, little kids' heads. Mm -hmm. But in this film, there's a similar thing where the critic is, you know, he's got the mouthpiece where he can say yes or no. And, you know, look. And people follow that. Yeah. And uh, to some degree, uh, that's what I'm doing right now. But the point is that when you take something down, Right, like he cuts mm-hmm. him, you know, cuts him to pieces over his menu, and like this is tired, and it's not even cooked right, and all this stuff. That confrontation in the restaurant. In the restaurant, that uh, was that was hard. But it's like I've felt that too. Like I felt that where he says the anger. Yeah, you say all these things, you don't know the work that goes into it, and it hurts. And like, right. whoa, that was. I remember watching in the film and I'm like in the theater and I just thought, yeah, 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 that. Yeah, you're getting your say in. Yeah, because it's like uh, along with him, you telling the boss off of like, no, nah, we shouldn't do it that way. It's also like you telling the people who don't think you do good work, you don't understand. Right. I think everybody's had those moments in their own way too. And as a lot of times it's a thing you can't say. Like especially if you work in the thing where you deal with like the public. Public, yeah. You can't just tell off customers. As much as you like. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean, right? So everybody kind of has these things like inside them that they probably at some point or another wanted to say out loud. And this film is one of those where it plays out in a way that like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have said it any different. <laughs> yeah. I probably would have said it the exact same way. Yes, there are moments where you, you probably want to ball up your fist and mm-hmm. just... Blow off that steam, get mm-hmm. it out of your system, and then move on. Yeah. And and then one of the later scenes, he says, you pretty much said, you cut me deep. You have no yeah. idea. Yeah. You know? And, and, of course, you know, the guy was trying to make, I think he said something to the fact, hey, I thought we were, I thought we were live. I thought we were going to. Yeah. It was a little bit of a game. It was yeah, a little, yeah. little bit of a game. It was theater. You know? Yeah, theater. You know, huh. kind of, we'll get people... We'll get people in the room and, right. you know, all of this. And he goes, no, it's it's all personal. Yeah, yeah. I'm the one that's uh, blood, sweat, and tears. And then he was defensive of his, not defensive, excuse me, protective of his staff. Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, I'm the leader of this bunch. 
Yeah. And you're taking you're taking something away right. from me that I've worked hard to get. Yeah. Anybody that's anybody that's in any leadership role knows that. Oh yeah. You're you're protective of your of your crew. Yeah, exactly. And and I I just think that those two confrontation or those sets of confrontations with his boss and then with his critic, you know, because there's no there really aren't any like customers like the diners or whatever that take, you know, take him down for his food or his the work he's doing. It's it's on I guess a more professional level. Right. And so, you know, I, I just feel like those embody like the the things that some people or most people want to say at some point in life in their job or in the thing that they do is like, you don't understand how hard this is to do. This is me telling you. And yeah. And, and <laughs> the funny thing is he comes out of both of those confrontations on the losing end. Right. As much as he said his piece and got it off his chest, he still kind of lost out. Yeah. He was in a no win situation. Yeah. So I, I just thought that that was a really interesting way to get that across of like, I have to fight back. I have to fight for myself. So he does that. He takes a stand and he ends up losing. And that's kind of goes counter to where, you know, you would think that would, or uh, where I would think that would go is like, oh, he's going to tell this guy off and he's going to come out on top. And he doesn't. And I just thought that was a, a nice twist on it, you know? Yeah. But the fact is that weight is off. How high can I go? It's all up to me now. Yeah, yeah it yeah. got me this far, right? But I can go higher, right. and that taking that load off, yeah, uh, it wasn't the best way to do it, but it turned out it was a great effect. Yeah, because the other the other guy, you know, you, and I'm saying of the character, the critic. Yeah, uh, Oliver Pratt. Oliver Pratt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, his character's like okay. Maybe I've been doing this too long. Yeah, that's right. At the end, he does come around and say, like, I, I'm ready to get out of this. He just, like, sells his yeah. website or whatever. Yeah. And he says, you were one of my boys. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is, like, even the bad, the quote-unquote bad guy in the movie isn't really a bad guy. He says, like, I, ha I bought stock in you. You know, I was disappointed. And he comes around and is like, oh, but you're doing good stuff again. You're trying stuff, so I'm with you. you know? Yeah. I think to to sum it up, I mean, I, I feel like we both enjoy, I mean, I know I enjoyed the, the film and the, the story and the things it was trying to say. And so to that end, I think that the the thing that, the, the, I guess the overall effect of the film for me was that it doesn't play it too heavy, right? It's not too overly dramatic. It's not, there's nobody here that's like, even Robert Downey Jr. who was in the film for like 10 minutes, or if that, the thing that is like the indicator for me is oddly enough, maybe is the music. I mean, the, to me, this movie has some of the best like music selections, like just the needle drops of like when songs come in and you're like, wait, what is, it's more about setting a tone and, and an energy than anything else. But some of the music is just really, you know, cause it, it gets into like uh when they go to Miami and the music kind of changes from like kind of uh, older R&B kind of funk and, you know, they're playing like uh, white lines at one point when he's like cooking and then it goes, when they go to Miami, they're playing like this, uh, I don't know, uh, Cuban, Cuban sound, kind of like, sound. yeah. 
And then they go to Louisiana. You you like hear all the like the, the jazz bands the, the, come up. As far as music, only one that, and truthfully, I I guess because I just obviously with the Miami sound. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, Gary Clark. Yeah. Junior was in it. Yeah. The Austin. Right. Piece. The the one that really just kind of at the time when I first saw this, or even the second time, was when they were singing in the van, Marvin Gaye. Yeah. The Marvin Gaye song. Oh, that's right. And I'm like, hold up. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Now, I can see two grown men singing it. Sure. You know? <laughs> I mean, it, it. but there's the, the son there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. He he has no clue. Right. But but it it but plays it the right way. It plays it the right way because even even the little boy, he finally turns his body yeah. away from it and he starts laughing. Okay, here's these two old men. Right. I know one of them is my dad. Right, right. You know, and the other one's a lunatic, you know. But but, but that's the thing, right? Is like he doesn't start singing with them. Right. Because he doesn't understand this song. Right. And even when he starts to kind of piece together, like he's like puts his hand in his hand. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "What is going on here?" And yeah. I was like, "That's exactly how I would expect that to happen." Right. The kid's not going to join in on singing Marvin Gaye. He doesn't know Marvin Gaye. Yeah. And so I, that's what I mean. Little things like that is like, yeah, that's that seems real. Like, yeah. Like I feel like that. Honestly, I even wonder if that scene was even scripted. Like, we're just going to play this song and then you guys sing it in the just truck. Just kind of go with it. <laughs> Well, it's the same thing with the beer. They were sitting outside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm just a kid, or I'm just a right. boy. He goes, no, you're a line boy. Right, right, right. And he looked at it that way. We just took a whip or whatever he yeah, said. Yeah, <laughs> You know, it's kind of... Uh, and it's like, and the kid doesn't like it, and he's like, yeah, you remember that when your friends <laughs> ask you one day. <laughs> when it's you're like, 21 or something. Yeah. And there's just a, a ton of little moments like that, little touches that I think give it an authenticity. It doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like you're watching a movie, really. Uh, the piece with uh, him and his son, I don't remember exactly the scene in, all together, but he says, we're hanging out together. Yeah. He says, well, we do a lot of things, you yeah. know, whatever. He goes, no, but we're hanging out together. Yeah. And that that's a whole other dynamic to the film that um, it hit me a certain way when I first saw it. But over the years, you know, my son is grown now. He's not that age anymore. But there was a point when he was that age. And... And look, I mean, even between us, yes, uh, yeah. I'm sure there were those moments where, you know, the the part where they're where they first get the truck, right. and they're cleaning it out, and you know, there's like something smells in this truck. Oh yeah, and he finds the tray with all the what a rotten food in it. Yeah, or yeah, the grease. grease and he throws it in the trash can. Yeah, and you know, chef says, "Hey, what are you doing? Don't throw that away. Get it out of the trash and clean it." And the kid's like, nope, I don't, mm-mm, stinks, gross. I don't want to yeah. touch it. He says, no, we don't throw things away. You clean it. And they get into a little bit of a, a mix-up about it. But ultimately, it's about him teaching his son, like, the value of work. Right. Same thing with the knife. Yeah, exactly. The knife, right? And even, like, taking him shopping, like, for the Food. vegetables. Yeah. And they even go, when they go to Louisiana, they get the beignets, you know? Yeah. And that's when he says, like, you don't have anything else to buy for the truck? He's like, no, we're just hanging out. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. You know, is it's like learning the value of work and yeah, this is not easy, but also the reward that comes with it. Yeah, and and the part where he says, um, so do you like this? He goes, Yeah, I like this. He says, Well, I love this. Yeah. I said there's a lot of things I did wrong, you know, right. but 
I'm good at this. Yeah. And I think he used the word influence. Uh-huh. I, I, you can influence people. Yeah. They're having a bad day. Right. They, they recall your meal, yeah. your food. Yeah. You know, you can kind of change your outlook for the day yeah. or yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. That was, that was, I think anybody in any, whether it be a parent. Right. Or not, or in a leadership role or, or just a friend. Yeah. You, you, you have those moments. There's a lot of believable moments mm -hmm. in the movie. And, and that's something that like, you know, I'm sure you've had your own moments with that, yeah. whether with me or not, but, um, I know I've had it with my kids is, oh yeah, we can just be here. Yeah. We can, we don't have to be accomplishing anything necessarily, but we're just yeah. with each other. Yeah. We don't, I don't have to try to figure out ways how to have fun. Right, right. You know, we're just... We can just exist. Yeah, we're just <laughs> sitting here watching a movie or whatever the case yeah. may be. Yeah. You know, hanging... Like the kids said, we're hanging out. Yeah. And I thought that was ideal. I thought that was... And there were other moments in the movie also, but I I, you know, I would say that one really kind of... Yeah. Really resonated with me. It's a thing that I think anybody who either... I mean, if you're a parent or if you're a child... But even in, in, your, in your relationship... Yeah, ex exactly. Spouse. Even with a friend. Yeah. There's a meaningfulness to just being around somebody and the energy that is created there. All right. right? And so, I, like I said, I didn't expect any this film to go to those kind of depths, you know, and it's very subtle. It's not like hitting you over the head with it. Right. But if you... But they're layered in. Yeah. Nicely. And, it, and if you've lived life, you'll recognize them. You right. know? The bigger message of the film to me, my takeaway has always been it's like finding finding purpose in what you do. You know, not just mm -hmm. like, well, I do this because I have to do it or because I because I need a job. I gotta pay bills. Yeah. I mean, that's that's an objective. That's not a purpose to me, you know. A purpose is like I do this because I get something out of it. Yeah. Satisfaction. Like, like emotionally or, or... Or like he said, he influences people. Right. You know, and, and, he's influ and he's influencing his child. Yeah. By his work ethic, his approach. He's, he's a little... For me, you know, I mean, I love the fact that he's a little all over the place. Yeah. But he understood he was all over the place. Sure, yeah. And some people don't quite get it. Yeah, yeah, they never wrap their heads around... I got to have a little bit of structure here. Right, right. <laughs> There's so many things I could say about this. This is really one of those films that uh, it's it was more surprising than anything because it's not it's not a big budget film. It's not a spectacle. It's not like you know. It's not an epic, you right. know. And it's not like a a heavy drama, you know. Something that I feel like usually is more. Like this is nothing that would ever be considered at uh, award season, but it has a lot to it, and I think it's got just enough of like a, almost like a punk rock attitude of like we're not doing it, we're not going to tell the story like other films, like you said, like a Hallmark film, right? Same, probably the same basic story, but we're doing it with a some more attitude, some more kind of well, it got more zing to it. Yeah, it didn't even really occur to me. I mean, as many times as I've seen this film. It's also a road movie. Yeah, it's a road trip movie. I mean, it is, it's the first, what, first hour of the movie is not, but the last hour, you know, they get this food truck and they have to drive it back. So they're going across the country 
in this truck and they're making all these stops. And I, I just never really put it together. It's like, it is kind of that too. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a portion of the film is like, not just them like going through life together, but they're going on this journey. And some of the things that, you know, they uh, discover. Like, like the Marvin Gaye scene, the, yeah. the cornstarch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the corn. <laughs> right. I mean, when I saw that, I mean, I just started cracking. Didn't up. know cornstarch worked that way, but all right. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 you're right, it's a road trip because there's so many, so many things that can happen within mm-hmm. a road trip. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's. And, and look, I mean, even the scene when they get back and, he sits his son down or they're, they got back and he says, look, buddy, I just, I got to remind you that this is all coming to an end. We're going back to normal life now. And, you know, that's a moment that when you're having a good time, when you're seeing something new, new experience, new places, whatever. Yeah. That sting of like, oh, this is going to want end. it to end. Yeah. And especially when you've made a, a almost not quite a full connection with your dad, yeah. But you you're seeing you in this case in the movie you're seeing your dad in his world, right? right. Not you're seeing it in his world through your eyes. Okay, so here's one question I wanted to pose, and, and we can even talk about it in the next film. But is there anything that could have made this film better, or? Could have been done a little differently. I, well, the the way is it is stands right now. I I say no. I mean, it it could easily could have gone to where like ten years from now, the okay. son yeah, is yeah. running the food truck. You okay. know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. Now the son is married, has a grandson. Right. You know, right. I mean, you could have gone, but yeah. I think where they ended it, mm-hmm. I think is ideal. Okay. Um, the one thing that I think could make this film better, even though I don't, I don't really know if I have a different idea. I, actually, maybe I do. But Twitter mm-hmm. in 2014, I mean, Twitter had been around for a while. I think it, it was around since 2005, 2006, something like that. So I was on it for a long time, and then I think it was 2016. I got off of it because it turned into over time, it turned into what you see in the film, you know, which I think this, it actually looks kind of quaint to me, the way Twitter and the whole thing of like, oh, the critic posts something and he posts it back, but he didn't know it was public. And then it turns into this whole thing and it escalates into this confrontation. And I could see that maybe happening in real life, but I, I just feel like given the way things have changed since 2014, if we could just take the whole Twitter thing out of this movie and just make it a regular food critic that writes for a newspaper or a magazine. See, but I'd see it as I call you when I have some kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. technical issue sure. or something. Yeah. I have a grandson that I could call too. Right. <laughs> but it's one of those things that you hear, well, if you want your your cable box set up or you want your mm-hmm. your DVD players it up, get your grandkids to do it mm-hmm. because we're from that generation. Yeah, yeah, or and even before that, the VCR, yeah, right? Yeah, VCR. Yeah. So it's because you had all those 900 wires. You right, know what I'm right. <laughs> so, so that part, you know, I took that one. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, come on. Yeah. Well, but 
And the reason I say like it doesn't really hold up is kind of what you said too, though, is like John Favreau is on Twitter, like in real life. Right. And so it seems a little, I mean, I guess that was part of including it in the story is because he's familiar with it as, as a person. So the character, maybe the, the twist was make this character not familiar with it. Right. And this is foreign to him and he gets himself in trouble with it. Right. Cause he doesn't really know how to use it. And now that part, it, it, when I first, I think I even wrote it down myself. Yeah. It's that didn't seem quite believable uh-huh. because he knew other as- aspects. Right. I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so that's where I feel like I, I guess it was a modern take on it, right? Of like, instead of like the traditional food critic who writes for the paper. Right. Oh, something online. Because, I mean, it does tie into how he bonds with his son. Right. Sure. You know, his yeah. son kind of... And that's how I saw it. ...helps him get involved. And, and and he even uses it at some point to, like, promote, oh, food trucks come in, so right. everybody come. There's some use out of it. I just feel like it really hasn't aged well, you know. But who would have known in 2014? Yeah. But uh, if, if it were me, if I were, let's say, to you know, look at how we could make this movie a little more timeless, it would just probably be that. Like, can we, like, strike that or dial it back some, like, not make it, or make it, just make it some, I don't know, some fictional social network. I don't. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, I think maybe not using the I think, terms, the relative term. I think in a couple of years from now, that name is not going to be around. Be, well, or it's not going to be flattering. Like, it's going to be, oh, you have that in your movie. You know, it's like yeah. Facebook or something in a movie now. You're like, uh, I don't yeah, know. And, see, and I saw that, but then I saw, once again, the connection. To yeah, me, sure. Just the fact that what they were showing you visually yeah. was father and son. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. You, you know, it, I mean, we're, every parent at some point, you're going to become disconnected with your child to an extent. Yeah, under under the best situations, mm-hmm. you, you know they're growing up. They want to become independent, make their own money. Mm-hmm. They want their own car, or whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah, and I just, I just, I guess mostly because also my relationship with my own dad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my dad, you know, is, uh, was a orphan. Uh-huh. Uh I don't know who I don't know who taught him how to be a man. Right. Because to this day, I still don't know much about his childhood. Right. Uh, I do know that he was injured during the Second World War at the age of 19. Mm. Uh, was disabled ever since then. Uh, I do know that he learned how to read and write in Italian by himself. <laughs> Some German. Uh, English, obviously, he spoke English very well. Mm-hmm. You know, he read all the time. Right. Strong in faith. But I don't know who taught him all the other stuff. Yeah. I don't know who taught him how to be a man. Yeah. But there were still, you know, I wondered, I think I've stated to you, man, I was ready to get get out of the house. Yeah. Man, yeah. I'm ready to go. I want to see the world. Yeah. Then I got on that bus when I got drafted. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i like, oh, my uh, my backup ain't going to be here no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. No safety uh, net. Yeah, no safety net. Uh and then I'm gone for two years before I come back home. Yeah. So I'm like, now 
I am truly on my own. Yeah. So then I have to say, well, how well did my parents do? Of course, now all these years later, and even then, I said they did a great job. Yeah, yeah, they did a great job. And for me, I w- I will always see that, mm-hmm. like in this particular movie, the sure. connection between the father and son. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, there's some other things in it, you know. Like, I know now that and, you brought it up. Yeah, and and that's what I mean is like I I just look at it doesn't take away from my enjoyment of the film, you right. know, because I understand it's just a story device, you know, to kind of make things happen. That's cool. Um, but um, it's just one of those, like, uh, you know, it does kind of make you wince for a, a half a second. Like, oh, that's right. But I'll tell you one thing I do appreciate that doesn't really have anything to do with the story necessarily. I guess it, maybe it does. But the, like, level of detail and the the depiction of cooking, like even preparing the food and the actual cooking, and it's just kind of really... The way it's shot and is edited to music, and it's just so much like a like a love letter to cooking, like to right. being a chef. Well, it's like the piece where it says it, uh, whatever that thing was that they were using for the sandwiches. Oh yeah, the plancha. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. asked him, "Is it hot?" Yeah. He goes, uh, "I don't know if that." So he opened it, threw water on threw it. Threw water. Yeah. On it. It's hot. Yeah. As I mentioned to you, I worked in a country club as a cook, mm-hmm. short order cook. Yeah. Well, I attempted yeah, to yeah. work as a short order cook. <laughs> and the gentleman that was was the short order cook, he was a chain smoker. He was about five foot tall. His name was Frankie. That much I remember. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, when I was working in that restaurant, in that kitchen, yeah. I'm more sure I'd said something like that. <laughs> but it brought back a fond memory yeah. of working in the kitchen. And I'm like, I'll never work in the kitchen again. And guess what? I have not worked in the kitchen again. I hear you. I hear you. Um, well, the, I mean, the thing that I took away was I never have made a grilled cheese sandwich the same since I saw this film. Really? Like, I, I'm saying, like, you know, the way I grew up, you just put some bread and some cheese, cheese. and throw it in the in the oven or on a pan or whatever. But the way that it's so depicted and... You know, the cheese and the butter and then the heat and you got to like do it a certain way and you got to, you know, you got to pay attention. You got to watch it and it's got to melt a certain way. And it's like, oh, that's how I'm making a grilled cheese sandwich from now on. And I don't make them a lot. I don't make them very often. But when I do, I always keep that in mind. I'm like, I need like four types of cheeses. (laughs) I need a certain kind of bread. I need to get the butter out. I need to have the temperature just, you know. I try. I'm not a cook, but um, yeah, there's something about that. The way that the cooking is depicted, even the other dishes and the stuff that he makes, it's just, it makes you want to cook, even if yeah. you don't know how. Um, and it's just romanticized. In a, in a, yeah, it it's is. It's like, what could be better than this? Look at how he's cooking it. Well, I mean, you can could, you could almost taste it. Exactly. You yeah. can almost taste it. <laughs> you know, even, so reading a little bit about the making of the film, you know, there's a, a famous chef who kind of, I don't want to say went on a similar trajectory, but he started a food truck, you know, a couple of decades ago, I think, before the film. Uh, his name is Roy Choi. And I've seen him in other things. Actually, you know what? Before I even say that, if you have Netflix, there is a series on Netflix called The Chef's Show. And it is with John Favreau and Roy Choi. 
And uh, occasionally a guest, Robert Downey Jr. is in one episode. There's different episodes, and they are in a truck, and they drive around, and they cook different types of dishes. Wow. Like in the movie, but it's the real people. Right. Anyway, so Roy Choi, I think, was like a... I don't know, executive producer or some kind of consultant on the film. And part of his agreement to working on the film was you have to depict everything in the kitchen, the way it's really done and the, the way people talk, the way people move, the pace, all of that stuff. Right. It's got to be real or I don't want anything to do with it. That's kind of the, the gist from what I've seen. And that's why I think it just feels like, like these guys, did they work in kitchens? Like it just, they just well, seem to have. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It seemed so natural. Yeah. Because maybe in other roles, yeah. first of all, you're working very limited space. Right. It's the way, you know, I mean, the, the it's like a dance. Yeah, sure. You know, it's like yeah. a dance. I mean, that's the best way uh, to describe it. And I, I, I'm sure some of it was kind of carefully. Because, well, yeah. I mean, if you're. I don't know if it was an actual working kitchen, you know, or it's just a set, but you assume there's heat, there's, you, you know, knives, there's utensils, you know. And there's, there's cerveza, I, yeah. not beer, yeah. cerveza. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you have to assume maybe there's like a little bit of care that has to go into how they shoot some of this or, or act it out or, or, you know, whatever. So I I chalk that up to them just being pretty good actors. Yeah. Know? All right, so I, I don't know. I've gone through all my notes I think I have here, and uh, I feel like I I feel like this is a movie I'll, I'll return to over and over from time to time, and so I, I'm glad you liked it. Sounds like you liked it. I'm glad you yeah. liked it. I've seen it twice. Uh, it's something that I could record and watch at a later date Yeah, in my leisure. Yeah. It would be still fun to watch. I give it a, a hearty recommendation. You know, that's, that's one of the reasons I had it on my list for you is it's one that – same for me. I'll, if it's on, I'll watch it. And if it's not on, I just feel like maybe something a little uplifting or a little motivational, I'll put this on. Um, all right, so let, let's wrap this one up. This one is Chef, and that was, if I remember right, 161. And, I, you know, that was actually fun. I, uh, I really enjoyed being able to talk about a film with another person who hadn't seen it, but maybe had uh, saw some of the same things that I saw in it. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, in the meantime, um, we've got another film we're going to talk about. We're going to do that one at a different time. So, cause we've run really long, which is fine. It's cool. But at the same time, uh, I know you got other things to do probably. So look, uh, if you want to, I don't know if you have some thoughts about this, you have some thoughts about chef or just even this episode, like, is this better than the other ones? Maybe you can either send that to comments at filmstreak.com or you can leave a comment with this episode. If you, if you are subscribed, if you're not subscribed, go to filmstreak.com and you can find other episodes there. You can find this and then anything else that comes along. Um, you can even subscribe. You can get the new episodes, Delivered right to your email. So we'll try and make it easy for you. Okay? Uh, in the meantime, hey, look, we're going to go watch another movie. And um, you go watch movies too. Try and enjoy one. Watch something new if you can. Absolutely. Ex expand your horizons, you know? Try something new. Absolutely. 
And uh, so, look, I'm Rob, and I'm Al, and we'll see you around. Say good night, Al. Good night, Al. Thank you.